I recently gave a talk at the Inside Self Storage 2022 convention, and it was on financial literacy. It wasn't called that. It was called Reading Your Financial Story, Interpreting Your Company's Profit and Loss and Other Financial Statements. Inside Self Storage asked me to write a follow-up article on what went on in that session. I've taught about it before, but I'm going to do a quick episode here, and it's designed to enhance your financial literacy as a self-storage owner. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Quick Start Academy, which is the platform that houses a lot of my training, but specifically specifically the on-demand self-storage boot camp, which is designed to take you from wherever you are right now all the way through to putting your first or your next self-storage facility into service. It's a workbook, all the forms, videos, training, everything we cover in the live boot camp is covered in this on-demand version that you can take at your own pace. Even the forms we use in our business will be included. You can find out more about it at creatingwealththroughselfstorage.com. But I'm amazed at the number of self-storage owners, myself included, especially when I first got going, that really did not understand what I was looking at when I was looking at financial statements. I am no expert at reading financial statements. I'm not an accountant or a CPA and I've had no formal training, but I quickly realized I've got to learn what I'm looking at because I was making a lot of erroneous assumptions, especially when I was looking at profit and loss statements about what's going on with my company and with the facilities we're looking at. So I'm going to share with you, and I got some training, Keith Cunningham helped me a lot. But I want to get, I want to share with you kind of how I had to dumb down the language of the accountants and the CPAs so that I could finally begin to take financial statements and make sense of them. Now, the goal, ultimate goal, in my opinion, of, of, of all these financial reports is to take the numbers that are in the format that accountants and CPAs speak in and translate that into language that I can use to run my business and make adjustments and changes to my business and improve it. Or if I'm looking at another storage facility to be able to take those numbers, interpret what's going on and where I can improve it. Warren Buffett says, the language of business is accounting. Boy, that was a scary thought to me once I got into business because I realized I didn't know a dang thing or very little about it. So what I want to share with you is kind of the journey I went on and how I dumbed down these statements so they became actually something that's usable to me. So let's start with the profit and loss statement. You ask for a financial report in a due diligence package or a financial report from your accountant, odds are you're going to get a P&L, profit and loss statement, and a balance sheet. Let's start with the profit and loss statement. So when I got in the business and I started looking at P&Ls, I, I kind of thought I knew what I was looking at. Income and expenses, 
equals how much money you got. If you got this much income and this much expenses, here's how much money's left over. Boy, was I wrong. How many of us have had profit and loss a P&L that went something like this. Let's say 50,000 worth of income, 20,000 worth of operating expenses, net profit 30,000. Wow, good month. Let's pay my bills. And you go into your account and you don't have $30,000 in your account. What's going on? Where'd that money go? I've learned and I've kind of begin to relate to these reports like scorecards. So we're going to call the first scorecard the profit and loss. And here's what I finally had to get through my thick head. The P&L scorecard is not a scorecard on how much money you're making. The P&L is a scorecard on your profit. Now here's what I finally got. You can't spend profit. You can only spend money or cash. You can't spend profit. The P&L is not a scorecard on how much cash you have. It's a scorecard on your profit. Cash is the lifeblood of your business. You know, profit's important. Your taxes are calculated on it. If you're not profitable, odds are you're not going to have a lot of cash or money. But cash and profit are two separate things. And I had to really get that. And to complicate it more, the P&L is really not a scorecard on what your real profit is. The P&L is a scorecard on the theory of what your profit is. Now, many especially if you got an accounting background, might argue with me. But look at a P&L with a $30,000 net profit and then go to your checking account and see if you got that $30,000 in there. Odds are you won't. See, it turns out that some of the expenses on your P&L haven't been paid yet. So when you get a bill, odds are you got a couple choices. You can throw them in a drawer or you enter them in QuickBooks or whatever accounting software you're using or someone does that. Someone's doing that for you, odds are it's being entered. Once it's entered, it's an expense. Now, you may or may not pay that bill. You can pay the bill with money you've received or income you've received in which case it's paid and it shows up in an expense. You can also pay that bill with an IOU. So you don't pay property tax, but let's say once a year. Or you may pay your uh, workman's comp quarterly, but yet it'll show up as an expense in, that time, in whatever time period you're looking at a profit and loss statement. But in essence, you paid that with an IOU. That's gonna actually be paid from money in another time period that you're on that P&L you're looking at. The income's gonna come in later on, but part of that bill showed up on this time period's expenses. So you can either pay your bills with money or you can pay your bills with an IOU. 
Now, if you pay them with an IOU, that's called accounts receivable, I learned. And that's not on your P&L. That's not on this scorecard. That's on another scorecard. But it's not on this scorecard. But yet, it shows up as an expense. And it turns out, you can do the same thing with income. Now, many self-storage owners, whatever gets in the bank is what their income is, but not always. A lot of times, if an invoice is created, that's income, whether it's paid or not. Now, most of us in the storage business use a hybrid of what we call accrual and cash. We, for the most part, do our expenses on accrual but whatever goes into the bank, for the most part, is what we show as income. And then we will look at what our accounts receivable is. That's customers who don't pay us with cash, but pay us with an IOU. And we're either going to get that money or we're not. If we're not, we're going to auction it. But theoretically, the accounts receivable or a large portion of the accounts receivable in most businesses is income. And then if you don't get it, you write it off. So it turns out that on this scorecard called the PL, particularly the expenses, really don't have much to do with what's been paid or not paid. And sometimes even the income can be a little misleading. Now, it's important you've got to have the theory of what the profit is because your taxes for your company are calculated on this. But the P&L really doesn't deal with cash or money. And cash is the lifeblood of your company. Without it, you don't have a business. It also turns out that this scorecard called the P&L is like a movie. It covers, it's a movie of the theory of your profits over a certain time period. It could be monthly or yearly or quarterly. Usually the P&Ls are one of those three. So it covers a time period. Here's, how, here's the income we got on the time period. Here's the expenses that happened to the business on that time period. Over that time period, here's the theory of what our profits are. Now remember, you can't spend profits. You can only spend what? Cash. The real health of your company is how effective you are at turning profits into cash. And not just any kind of cash. It we'll cover this in a second, but it turns out there's three kinds of cash. And one kind of cash is very important. But let's move on to scorecard number two, which is the balance sheet. So if you ask your accountant again, or I ask my accountant or bookkeeper for a financial statement, usually what they give me is the P&L, which is a scorecard on the theory of my profits, and then they give me a balance sheet. So what would a balance sheet scorecard be? Well, it turns out that every business, yours included, your self-storage business, has things in it, things and stuff in it. So what we call it. You have things and stuff in your business. 
And the balance sheet is a scorecard on the things and stuff that are inside your self-storage business. So this scorecard is broken down into three basic parts. In essence, here's what a balance sheet is. So what are some of the things and stuff a business, your self-storage business would have? Well, you own buildings most likely. So that's things and stuff. The computers to run your business, the fencing around it, the gate, the key code entry. That's all things and stuff in your business. What else? Well, it turns out in accountants speak that money, your cash, is things and stuff too. So you'll notice on a balance sheet, very often they'll have how much cash you have in your accounts. Turns out accountants relate to your money as things and stuff too. Now, if, if you're on the first of the month or hopefully you're on the first of the month, I found that's a better way to run a self-storage facility than anniversary date. But either way, whatever the day is, your customers owe you money, you're either going to get cash or you're going to get an IOU. Well, it turns out that the IOU, according to the accountants and the CPAs, are things and stuff too. That's called accounts receivable. So uh, a P&L is like a movie over a time period. The balance sheet scorecard, the scorecard number two, is more like a snapshot. So usually it's a snapshot of, let's say, 11.59 p.m., 12.31.21, year-end. It's a snapshot of that moment in time. And in that moment in time, however much money is in the account, that's the stuff I have on that scorecard. And whatever I have in terms of IOUs from my customers who haven't given me money yet, that shows up at that moment in time on that scorecard under accounts receivable. That's all things and stuff to an accountant. What else? Well, if you have retail items you're selling, that's things and stuff. So according to accountant speak, there's basically four major categories for things and stuff. There's cash, there's accounts receivable, there's inventory, and then there's what they call PP&E, property, plant, and equipment. To me, it's all things and stuff, but accountants will kind of break it out in different parts on this scorecard. But just know, as you're looking at this scorecard, what this is measuring is the things and stuff in your business. Now, I finally figured out over time after looking at this scorecard, you got your things and your stuff, but you either own them or you owe on them. So what are some things you owe? Well. You owe on your buildings. Most likely you got a loan from a bank. So you owe that money to the bank. Well, what are some other things you owe? Well, remember on the scorecard number one, the, the bills you haven't paid yet, you owe that. That shows up as accounts receivable. Now, for whatever reason, in accountant speak, which you owe the bank is long-term liability, which you owe the light company or 
on the property tax is accounts receivable. To me, it's just stuff I owe. But for whatever reason, they categorize it out differently. I guess maybe interest has something to do with it. So we owe some stuff. And then we own some stuff. Here's where it gets a little weird for me. But according to the accountants, we own our investment money. So whatever we put in the deal initially, we own that. And according to accountants, we own our profits. Remember scorecard number one? theory of your profits. Well, it turns out we own that. Well, I guess that's a good thing. Uh, I guess there's some companies, countries where you don't own it or you don't necessarily own it. Um, but we own our profits. And it turns out there's more than one kind of profit. There's the profit from the first scorecard. Now, what I find really cool about this scorecard is that if you take the things and stuff side of the scorecard and then you take the own and O and you add the own and O up, they will equal exactly the things and stuff side. I guess that's why they call it a balance sheet. Yeah. Well, I thought that's cool once I finally figured that out. That's what the scorecard is about. It's about the things and stuff in your business. Now here's where the scorecard begins to make sense to me. Look at this. Let's say your things and stuff equal 10 and you owe eight. How much do you own? That's right, two. Now, you are already way ahead of the majority of self-storage owners out there. The vast majority of business owners in the U.S., small business owners, don't know how to read a financial statement. You have a much better understanding right now than the majority of them. Now, the scorekeepers, the accountants and the CPAs, they call the things and stuff assets. They call what we owe liabilities and they call what we own equity. I think my labels make more sense, but they don't. That's what they call them. Now, one more thing. Remember, we said you own your profits. Well, it turns out there's more than one kind of profit. So remember, scorecard number one is a scorecard on the theory of your profits. That's one kind of profit that will show up on the balance sheet for whatever time period or whenever the snapshot of, remember, the balance sheet's a snapshot. So whatever the profits have been for the, the end of the time period on that snapshot, that's what shows up as profit. But it also, there's also another kind of profit. It's all of the earnings or the profits you've made that you haven't paid yourself on. Those are called retained earnings. That's a type of profit that you own. And the type of profit that you've paid yourself or your investors, those are called dividends. And this scorecard measures that as well. That's something you've owned and have paid out. If you pay it out, it's dividends. If it hasn't paid it out, just stays in the company, shows up as retained earnings on this scorecard. Now, that's pretty cool, isn't it? You now have a basic understanding of what a balance sheet is. Well, how can you ever use this? Well, here's a way. Let's look at this. Let's look at these two companies here. 
really different, aren't they? One company, things and stuff equals 10. They owe six and own four. The next company, the things and stuff are a thousand and they owe 996 and they own four. Both companies own four, but they're not alike, are they? Why? Are their assets and liabilities alike? They both own four. Which company would you rather invest in? Which company would you rather buy? See, company one can turn 40% prof profit on their assets. Company two, less than one half of 1%. Yet I bet company's two assets are worth more than company one. Which company do you think's worth more? Which company's better run? Now you can begin to see things about a company from its balance sheet that you, maybe you couldn't see before this thing started. This becomes helpful when we're looking at existing self-storage facilities or existing businesses to buy. You're beginning to translate accountant language or numbers into something that's used to language that's usable for you. But here's the thing. What's the lifeblood of your business? Cash. Scorecard number one and scorecard number two don't deal with cash. Scorecard number one is a scorecard on the theory of your profit. Scorecard number two is a scorecard on the things and stuff in your business. It would seem to me there should be a report that deals with cash. Well, it turns out there is, and it's called a cash flow statement. Now, you will never get this from an accountant in most cases, 99 times out of 100, unless you ask for it. Why? Well, if you're an accountant, cover your ears here. The reality is accountants really don't care about your cash. It's not their job to care about your cash. It's their job to care about your profits. Why? Well, because taxes are calculated off profits, not money. So they're very interested in what your profits are and the things and stuff in your business that help calculate what those profits are. But they're not that interested in your money. You're interested in your cash and your money, and that's your job. So ask for the cash flow statement. Now what the cash flow statement is, is a scorecard. And it's a scorecard that measures the three types of money or cash in your business. Turns out not all cash is equal. There's actually three kinds of cash. There's operating cash or money you earn from selling the goods and services your company does. There's financing cash, money that comes from financing. And then there's investment cash. Investment cash in most in companies comes from selling some of the things and stuff on your balance sheet. If you sold some of your assets, that's investment cash. For us, what do you think is the most important cash? Operating, financing, or investment? You're right, operating cash. So the cash flow statement is a scorecard that in essence looks like this. It's a scorecard that has the beginning cash over whatever time period we're looking at. Your operating cash either went up or down. 
Your investment cash either went up or down, and your financing cash either went up or down, and then there's ending cash. Yes, you've guessed it. The cash flow statement is like a movie, like the P&L is a movie. On the theory of your profits, the cash flow statement's a movie on how cash flowed through your self-storage facility over a given time period, either a month, a year, a quarter, or whatever time period you have. Now, given cash is the most important thing, don't you think this is the most important scorecard? I do. But I always have to ask for it. I've started asking for it. Now here's, here's the reality. If your operating cash isn't increasing, odds are your business isn't going to be around. We can live off financing cash for a while, especially at the beginning. And we only have so many assets in the storage business we can sell off if we need cash. Operating cash is the lifeblood of your business. And you wanna be seeing your operating cash improving over time. Now in conclusion, in essence, now that you've seen these three scorecards, what you do in the self-storage business is you buy assets to generate operating cash. In financial terms, that's what a self-storage business is. You purchase assets, in the hope of generating operating cash. And believe me, the storage business compared to any other business is so superior at creating ongoing operating cash once you're stabilized. I can't think of another business that competes with it. But learn how to read a financial statement, especially if you have partners and investors. My business transformed once I began to develop a relationship to these reports and I could take the numbers and then make decisions on how to tweak my business and how to talk intelligently with bankers and partners. These reports, along with a couple of the reports we get from the operating system, will give you all the information you need to know to improve your business or to know what to do and what strategies to deploy once you buy an existing self-storage facility. So I hope this has helped increase your financial literacy. And remember, I'm not an expert on it. This is a layman's and not even a very smart one at that attempt to begin to understand what these financial reports are that I was looking at with no formal training in accounting or bookkeeping. Hope it helps. This is what we covered in the ISS convention. You now know it too. My name is Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage and I'm the creator of the Storage World Analyzer, financial analysis modeling tool that we use, which generates reports that make sense to storage owners, not, it's not the P&Ls and the balance sheets. It's the financial modeling we use to look at what the potential of a particular project or self-storage opportunity is. You can find out more about it at Creating Wealth Through Self Storage or StorageWorldAnalyzer.com. I look forward to being with you again soon. Thank you.